0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Centre. Well, it's uh, the night of Pentecost, Sunday night, and it's the popular one. I tell you what, what really surprised me was the amount of people that wanted to come to the evening services when we could have uh, a limited amount of people in church, like 250 The first service that was always booked out was always the evening services. And I realized that people want the Holy Spirit. They want the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. They want everything they can get about the Holy Spirit. Because let's face one thing in this life. If there's one thing we all need, really need, all of us, it is the Holy Spirit. And that's where I ended in the previous session when I spoke to you and I said, listen, you know what, I, I cannot, it, it, it goes beyond my comprehension. It goes beyond my understanding. To understand anything is not a big problem, but my goodness, this goes beyond understanding. How does a person backslide? How does a person not want to come to church anymore or decides to be, let's say, lazy or would like to rather go and visit uh, John Doe, uh, or would like, like to do something else, whatever else. When you have Pentecost time, and you have the presence of the Spirit of glory and of God, it is the Spirit of Christ. And uh, if you think about that, uh, the, all my inspiration, and the most wonderful thing about it, and I'll just tell you this, Most wonderful thing about it is that once you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get automatic inspiration. It's like, okay, you don't have to inspire me to do anything for God. You you really don't have to. You'll be wasting your time because I want to do something for God. Now, there's a scripture and it says like this, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Now that exact thing happened to me, because the moment the Lord filled me with the Holy Spirit, I started speaking in tongues, I didn't have a clue of what's busy happening to me, but it was happening, and it was glorious, and it was hugely inspirational, my goodness. Now at this point in time, I would be in the front wherever I could get in the front. You know, when I went to Bible school, I didn't want to sit at the back. I never wanted to sit at the back. I wanted to sit right in front of whoever's giving the lecture. And I would make sure that when they say, okay, the class for whatever year now opens and you can now uh, go inside and find a seat, I'd stand by the door. I'd wait for that door to open. And when the door opens, I would run to get the front seat right in front of the pulpit of the lecturers. Wanted to make sure nobody's going to take that seat. That's my seat. I don't want somebody in front of me. I want to be in that seat. It was just like that. And so uh, for me, it was like I just sat there and I drank in everything. I would write down my notes of whatever is being said, but... I would leave out the scriptures, the the Bible scriptures, because it goes too fast. And in those days, didn't know the Bible like I know it now. So uh, I'm still busy becoming acquainted with with all the scriptures like I am now. But the fact is that uh, I just left those. Let's say they're five verses. I would leave space for the five verses. Then I'd go home at night, and I wouldn't want food. I wouldn't want to have. Uh, and first go and have a cup of coffee with the family, I'd say to them, I'll see you just now, just see you just now. I would go into the bedroom, take out my Bible, take out those verses, I would just write the verses down, and then write them out fully in my notes. So that by the time came that I had to do exams, I had my notes based upon my class lectures, and we didn't have manuals that were given out, that's kind of spoiling you, but uh, so I just I just grabbed those notes and filled in every verse in, in its completeness, read through it, go through it all, and I would be ready for the exams. Well, then I had to wait for the exams to come. But the, the zeal, the inspiration, the fervency, I'm going to tell you something. Romans 12, 11 says, these words says, uh, be a glow and fervent burning with the Spirit. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was just burning with the Spirit. I couldn't wait for the next batch to come. And what's more, what happened to me, this Pentecost, Pentecost, I tell you, what happened to me is that I would go to work, still in the workplace of the world, and... Uh, I'd go down to the chapel and I would get every Christian I could know and tell them, why don't you come down to the chapel we have a great time together, we as Christians, whatever. And I would take my notes. Let's say this handkerchief is now my notes. I would take my notes, sit down with them and teach them exactly what I've just been taught in the Bible school. And then I would... Uh, I would uh, ask them a few questions, make sure they get it all. And uh, so we did that all the time because it is beyond inspirational. That's why it is beyond understanding to find somebody that is too lazy to come to church, too lazy to, to read the Bible, too lazy to pray, too lazy, too lazy, too lazy. It's like, okay, now you know what? This just now, just give me a moment. I've got to get over this. I really have to get over this. I have to get over this. How can you, if you have received the Holy Spirit, this enormous experience, this inspirational fire, how could I even think of wanting to do something else? So you sit for weekends and you read the Bible and you read the Bible and you read the Bible. There's not interest. I lost all interest in all the other things. You know the old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus and the things of the world go strangely dumb. Well, one of the things that in those early days that I found that was very good for me because I wanted to know now, okay, fine. Now, 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 now. here's the Holy Spirit. He's just become my best friend He's just become my treasured friend, my comforter, my counselor, my standby, my intercessor, my advocate. And now here I have the Holy Spirit and, and I want to know as much as possible of the Word of God. So I would read the Word of God and say, Holy Spirit, what do you say about this? What do you say about this? I would go through. I, I, I had this concept in my mind. First pray. Get into the Spirit. When you follow the Holy Spirit, then read the Bible. Just like that. Then read the Bible. So I would first go and pray, 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 pray. And then when I feel, oh, this is it. The Spirit Spirit of God is upon me now. He has anointed me also. Oh, that's what Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, spoke about. Now, because of that, I want to tell you now I'm just so ready for so anything whatsoever. And uh, I was ready to take on questions and answers and go on and on. And for those years that went by, I read the Bible over and over and over again. some men came to me and they said to me, you having in this past six months surpassed all of us, in terms of your knowledge of the Word of God, I said, "It is. It is. It is logical. It is. How can it not be like this? And the most wonderful thing is that there's like a um, uh, like an acceleration that takes place in your brain. It's like you." go through, you know, like the mind of Christ, it's like you know, just you press a turbo button and and the knowledge comes through and you remember scriptures like a song and you remember things like a song. I could never achieve that without the help of God but now God is helping me. He will remind you of the things which I told you. That's exactly what happened to me to this day. See now, with that in mind, I started want, wanting to know. All right, Lord, okay, okay. How can I find out? How does the Holy Spirit impart to people? Because now there's all these people around me, and uh, I'm praying for them. I'm seeing miracles. I am. I could write books about seeing miracles. I mean, yeah. I I, I thought well, okay, fine. This is just just a, a case of of of. What can I do to help the people? And I want to therefore, I got some notes here. And um, I'm going to say to you that there's a few ways in which God transfers the anointing on people. And I wanted to know, okay, if the Holy Spirit transfers his anointing on me, how can his anointing be transferred to the next and the next and the next. So now I had a desire to share this glory that came upon me with other people. And so, okay, fine. So I began to see that in Numbers number 11, verse 11 to 17, God speaks to Moses. I did read this to you before, but let me read it again. He says, you know, Moses says, Lord, I I can't take this burden alone. And then God says, go stand before me And uh, come down with the elders and uh, bring them before me and I will take the spirit that is with the spirit which is upon you and I'll put the same on them. So then I found out, okay, I got to be full of fire of the Holy Spirit and then allow those people that I desire also to have the spirit of glory and of God to get close to me. And then when that happens, before that happens, in the process, first pray and say, Lord, I'm going to gather some people with me and I'm going to, I'm going to pray. They will not know and understand fully what's going on here, but it's, it's okay. It's in the Bible. It's going to happen for them and it's going to happen. So I thought, okay, take some of the spirit that is he's me and put it on them. Just like that. Man, I'll tell you, it was the beginning of something that happened to Moses, it happened to me. It was the beginning of of people that came and said, we want to spend time with you. We want to be around you. And actually it became a problem because in a way, I found that um, I couldn't give sufficient time, to spend with people and with God also at the same time. So I had to be a little bit sparing, but at the same time try to help as much as I can, explain as much as I can. So here is the score. When you join somebody who has a powerful anointing of some aspect of the Holy Spirit, because there are different kinds of distributions of the Holy Spirit, you want to spend time with that person doesn't take long and that person has the same kind of anointing. This is what, what is one of the things I've looked for in my pastors and I put it out straight to you like that. That's the one thing I have looked for amidst the pastors because I know that if the Lord should take me home, what then with the next generation if they've not yet received what I'm busy talking about here. Because what does it to help a man? I mean, I can go back to university right now and go and study whatever. I mean, I could study anything. It doesn't matter. So, I could now go and enroll at whatever university and say, okay, fine, let's let's just take this thing. I'm going to do some, some theology perhaps. I'm going to do some church history, history of Israel, do archaeology and things like that. Maybe that'll be good. But what about the fact that there has to be a generation and that generation must, must receive what I've got. They just must. God knows I know. It's a, it's, to me, it's both sadden, saddeningly, saddeningly and it's, it's also like, like, um, it, like I feel frantic about it. it it's, I'm, I've got a sense of urgency about it. I've got to get this anointing upon my pastors. This anointing has got to come to the pastors to begin with. And I don't want to know whether they've got a degree or they haven't got a degree or they've studied or they haven't. Not interested. What I want them to do and what I want them to have above everything else is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's this exact power of Pentecost that transformed my life. I got Pentecost every day. To me, it's not like, okay, wait, wait again, you know, what time is Pentecost in the year? 2022, 22, 20, 23, 24? No, 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 no. I want Pentecost every day. And I want the pastors to have it. And then I find that if, for example, I have, let's call it a prophetic endowment to uh, minister, let's say, visions and dreams. That now happens a lot to me. But um, then by spending time with them and them coming close to me, I found a few interesting things. I found that people that came close to me started having dreams and visions also. They started having the same thing. And I said, yes, it was just like that. I knew it was working for them. And I knew that without... Listen to me now. Listen to me. Without the Holy Spirit help. Forget it. You'll be a rather very, very ordinary minister floating around wondering what to do next instead of being inspired what all could be done for God. I just hang around, you know, all right, I'm a minister now. I don't know what I'm going to preach this coming weekend. I don't know. You know, I never worry about what I'm going to preach. In fact, here is a sermon. This sermon, I just happened to have it out. I could show, turn it around and show you like that. Just show you. Those are the notes of a sermon. Oh, it goes back way back, maybe 1983. And, you know, did I read it before I preach, preach anything about this? No. Did I think I'll take that point, that point? No. I just get on my knees. I just pray and I take God. And I say, Lord, let's do this. Inspire me. You know what he says in the scripture? He says, He says, I will um, make my words in your mouth like fire and it shall consume your listeners. I never worry about what I have to preach. Never. Never, 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 never. I walked out there, I think I told you about this, in uh, the uh, Ivory Coast, huge place, president of the Ivory Coast was there and and uh, there were ministers from all over America and missionaries and had this massive uh, orchestra there and a massive uh, platform and and whatever. And something went wrong with whoever was preaching, but I was not on the schedule to preach. I was just there. And um, I think it must have been Dr. Neighbor that did it, but they just came running to me and said, Harold. I said, yeah, what's wrong? So, you've got to preach. Come now, right now. Come, preach. Now, number one is I didn't know what to preach about. Number two is I didn't have a topic. Number three is, you know, man's natural reaction, but not mine. For sure, not mine. They would say, whoo, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? I walked up there, sat down, and I said, thank you, Jesus. I waited in a chair. I just said, thank you, Jesus. Whatever comes next, comes next. When I got off the chair, I I heard these words in my inner self. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And I took it and I said, This is the gospel of the kingdom of God in Africa. Ivory Coast or anywhere else, like Reinhard Bonker, the evangelist, said, Africa shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom of God is the good news that'll set you free. And I preached. I don't even know how long I preached. I preached. Did an altar call. Hundreds of people came out. Demons were manifesting. They were carrying people on their shoulders, kicking and screaming with demon spirits. Took them out. They had people that were giving their lives to Jesus. They jumped up. They ran from everywhere. Helpers to take the people to a huge baptismal pool inside the church. They were baptizing people all the time. I never, never even gave it a second thought, what I'm going to preach. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. It was God's problem. And I'm his servant. So if I'm a servant and he's the master, and he's the king, well, then his Holy Spirit upon me will tell me what to talk about. First thing, stay around people that have the Holy Ghost. I watch people, and I watch people what they, what they teach each other, and I don't know, I, don't, I just don't know anymore. But um, that's why we've got Bible school. My God, we've got Bible school. And I wish every single man, woman, and even child in the church would come and do the Bible school. My goodness. Pentecost forever. Pentecost forever. Holy Spirit forever. Jesus forever. God the Father forever. Here on earth, teach them well they're things like lay hands on people the laying one of hands I'm just going to read the list and here is the pouring out of oil on a person's head I think for example here in uh, first Kings uh, chapter number number 10 uh, where you know Samuel anoints Saul and he says then the spirit of the Lord shall come upon you 1 Samuel chapter number 10. And he says, And you shall be changed into another man. And uh, when you go from here, you'll find a group of prophets prophesying and making music. And uh, when that happens to you, and you know that all these things will come upon you and will happen to you. He walked out there. He was a changed man. Holy Spirit came upon King Saul. And at that moment in time, he went, went down the hill found a group of prophets prophesying. He started prophesying. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He prophesied. Hey, get in the right corporate environment and you see what God can do for you. You see what God can do for you. I'll close with this. And and of course we know that Saul became very disobedient and God found himself another man by the name of David. King David is one of my heroes of the Bible. He was a man with, that would make mistakes, yes. But the way he turned away from sin and the way he repented and the way he was humble before God and the way that he was always in the will of God for his life, he fascinated me. Outside of Jesus Christ, I've consistently called him the greatest statesman on earth, on earth history outside of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Just an amazing man, King David. Well, he went and he took out Amalek, as God told Saul to do, and Saul didn't do. And, of course, he lost his kingdom, but David got it. And got, he was a man after God's, after God's will. Now, just let's close with this. I really have to close. I really have, I'm going to close. I'm going to close now. And I tell you, just say this to you. Those men that joined David in the wilderness, David became a giant killer. What? Got the anointing, took out giants. What about those men that were with him out there in the wilderness? Got the anointing from King David, took out giants. I say, it's who you are with that makes all the difference. Elijah with Elisha. Elisha stayed with Elijah right up to the end. If you see me, but I'm taken from you, it will be so. Double portion of the Holy Spirit. He saw him going. He caught the mantle. He struck the water. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Elijah, came down on Elisha. Immense things. God wants you to stick out in the right company, to hang with people that are full of the Holy Spirit, always inspired, never backsliding, always in church, always devoted, always praying, always in the prayer meetings. You want those for your friends better than anybody else. I bless you, and I'll see you in the course of the following week, this coming week. God bless you now. Bye-bye. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoolsonline.com.